good morning again, Liberty Church. Um, I'm so thrilled to be here today. Um, like Pastor Keith said, he is my father-in-law, and I'm very humbled. Um, one thing I did uh, do a few years ago is I went into a fast and prayer time with some of my closest friends because I was looking for a wife. And uh, just like he said, I was answered to his prayers. Uh, his daughter that he raised up was answered to my prayers. So I just want you to know, Liberty Church, you are making a difference. And you are the next generation. They look up to you. And like he said a minute ago, on Wednesday nights, we're your youth pastors. I'm, Samantha, uh, I'm John Wester. That's Samantha. I'm super thrilled. Sometimes I get that confused. I get excited. Um, yeah, ask, ask one of the youth that were here Wednesday what I did. It was, it was hilarious. My, my wife laughed at me the whole time on the way home. But if you have your Bibles today, I want you to turn to uh, Matthew 4, um, verse 1 through 11. Um, I just want to say again, on Wednesday nights, we open the doors here at 6, 6.15. And at 6.30, we start a service that we pray for and we put time into for your young people. A lot of people ask me, why, why did you get into ministry? Why did you want to be a youth pastor? Because at some point when I was 13 and 14 years old, there was a young man that said, I want to do something to affect the next generation. And he answered that call. And I had several guys that I looked up to. And I told God, I will answer that call. And I want to be that difference. And I want to show your glory to the next generation. And now I got some young guys that I am super thrilled to see what they're going to do. I could name every one of them. Man, they got some passion. They got some fire. They got some zeal for the Lord. And they are ready to take it on. Man, they take it to church. They come up to me. Dude, Jobo. Uh, that's my nickname, nickname, by the way. You can call me that if you want to. John, John Wesley's one word, too, uh, ten letters long. First grade was terrible. So, he'll come up to me and be like, yeah, 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 look at this. I mean, I had a student come up to me Wednesday night and was thrilled about this one little passage of Scripture. And I was like, man, what, what hunger. What passion he has. So, I'm super excited. And I just want to, again, if you don't have a way, we will try to make a way to get your students here because... That is the next generation. I'm super, super proud of them and what they all do. So uh, Matthew 4, 1 through 11. Uh, Pastor Keith just mentioned a minute ago, you know, we've been in this fast. and So in the youth, I'm just going to kind of catch you up real quick. We're doing a series called Update. And does anyone have a smartphone, a tablet, uh, maybe a gaming system maybe one of your kids has? Then things have to be updated like it seems like every day. And I'm not a tech guy at all. And you don't believe me you can ask my wife because i drive her crazy with questions why does it do this it upsets me so that's just part of it um but we're in, we were in the series and we were doing this update and i was like god you know why do you want us to fast and i was like thinking okay he wants us to fast it's got to be in the bible somewhere so i found it and it was really cool so the first scripture when jesus was led by the holy spirit by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted there by the devil for 40 days and for 40 nights, he became very hungry. During that time, the devil came and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to come loaves of bread. See, I want you to go back to the, the third verse right there real quick. It says when he became very hungry, okay, I love my coffee creamer. And I haven't had coffee creamer in about 21 days. And tonight at 6 o'clock, I'm having some coffee creamer. But every morning, I have coffee creamer on the way to work. And guess what I haven't had in 21 days? 
coffee creamer. And I already have this much energy, and so without that sugar, I'm like, okay, I have a little bit of black. So I'm like, okay, so I take my quiet time, and that is my coffee creamer. But he came to tempt him, like it said in verse 1 right there, when he was hungry. So then it says, you know, turn these loaves into bread. You know, I just imagine Jesus, like when Satan said, here, take these stones. Like when he called them, they instantly turned into bread. He didn't eat them. He had the power within him to turn them to bread. I was like, holy cow, that's insane. So right here in verse 4, this is Jesus talking right here. But then Jesus told him, no, the scripture says, people do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. All right? So that didn't work. Let's try something else. All right, here we go. Verse 4, verse uh, 5 right here. Then the devil took him to the holy city of Jerusalem, to the highest point of the temple. And then he said, if you are the son of God, jump off. Anyone ever dared you to do something stupid? Uh, Forrest Van Zandt says, stupid does as stupid is. <laughs> I'm sitting there going, Satan, you're talking to the son of God here. And you just told him to jump off. Okay. For the scripture says, that's very important, for the scripture says, now this is Satan talking, the devil, whatever you want to call him. For the scripture says, he will order his angels to protect you and they will hold you up in their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. Verse 7 right here, I think this is really cool with Jesus. Jesus responds, the scripture also says... You must not test the Lord your God. See, that's, I was reading that actually this morning in my quiet time. I said, okay, God, why do you want me to read my sermon? I've had it ready for three weeks. Like, why? He said, go back, read that again. See, Satan knows scripture like we do. He knows the power of Jesus Christ. And he knows what your flesh desires. And he knows I want coffee creamer. But he also knows that if he can get you with coffee creamer or maybe a little bit of, my wife's been doing social media. She had her birthday during the fast, so I let her have social media back. Hey, brownie points there. But what I've learned there is if he can get you with the small things, because Satan knows the scripture, he can get you with the big things. Oh, it's just $5,000 that I can borrow with $5,000 bazillion in interest. And then 20 years goes by and you're still dealing with that. That's insane. So, that didn't work. Let's go to verse 8 right here. Next, the, the devil took him to a high mountain. Okay? I was just, I would love to have been like a bird, like seeing if they were just popping here and there, here and there, and here and there. I think that'd be cool. Like, I watched a video on it and they were just like, boom, 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 boom. I think that Satan was lingering in his, the presence of Jesus. And Jesus knew what he had to do. Because here's the thing. In this whole passage right here, Jesus shows us the importance of fasting. Shows us the importance of getting up and saying, you know what, I'll take five more minutes and I'll read that book, even if I don't understand it. I'll take five more minutes and just take one verse. Students come up to me all the time. Man, I read all this, but I just, I can't take it in. I'm like... Read all of it, but just take one verse 
And I like to say, chew on it all day and put that in your foundation. I think that's so cool. So he takes him to the top and shows him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory they have. All right? I will give. Okay. I don't know what authority he's talking in, but I will give all this to you. I love Jesus' response right here. Jesus told him, for the scripture says, you must worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil went away and the angels came to take care of Jesus. I want to pray real quick and then we're going to dig into it. I got a few um, little points right here I want to show you that God has revealed to me. Um, Again, I'm super excited to be here and so humbled and so honored that you would give me this privilege, Pastor Keith. Um, We love you guys. I'm so honored to be a part of this family and this church. I know this church means a lot to this community. Jesus, we love you today. We thank you for this time. Lord, I pray that you, you allow us to walk out of this room different than we walked in. Jesus, that you would show us a different light, that you would show us a different um, angle. Lord, so next time that Satan throws it at us because he knows the scripture too, that we can say, that, well, the scripture also says that I have the authority over you and that I can put my foot on your head and drive it in the ground. In Jesus' name I pray. Everybody said, amen. All right, cool. I want to go back up to three real quick. During that time, the devil came and said to him, if you are the son of God, turn these stones into loans. Uh, turn these, uh, this rock, stone, whatever you may have in your backyard, turn it into bread. All right. But then Jesus, said, then Jesus told him, the scripture says, people do not live on bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord, the mouth of God, our Savior. So I was like, okay, God, that's so cool. Like, Force says all the time, it's like that same power that's in, that was in Jesus is in us that rose in from the grave. And if you really start thinking about that, sometimes it's like, holy cow, like, Jesus, let me, give me a stone, let me try it, you know? Like, if he could do it, like, you know, he's, he's, he's got me. So Proverbs 16.3, it's talking about your actions. Submit your actions to the Lord, and your plans will succeed. What do your actions reflect? We're talking about reflecting a little bit. You know, we just came through that fast. You know, praise God, at 6 o'clock tonight, I'm going to get me some creamer, put in my coffee, enjoy it. What does your actions reflect? See, in that moment, Jesus could have... Let his flesh take over. He could have, you know what? That bread does look really appetizing. I need that bread. I'm hungry. Because here's the thing. Back in verse 3, it says, when he was hungry and tired. Could you, could you imagine being in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights and you ain't had nothing? Sometimes that's what we walk around here spiritually. We don't open the book for 40 days and we're starving on the inside. And we're saying, our, our spirit man's like, feed me, feed me, feed me. And don't get me wrong. Every Sunday morning you come in here and you get fed. That is phenomenal. And I love listening. We have an anointed pastor that speaks here every Sunday morning. We are blessed and highly favored. But if you're not opening... This book right here on a daily basis for yourself, I don't care if it's just one verse. It's one verse, and now you're that much stronger. Now you don't need that bread. Now you can say, you know what, Satan? I'm good. I'm good because I know where I'm going. 
I know what I've got going on. So I'm going to go back up here to, to verse 7. Jesus responded, The scripture also says, You must not test the Lord your God. See, the verse before that, he's, Satan's talking to him and says, Well, jump off, for the scripture says that he will command his angels to come down and protect you when he hurts your foot on a stone. Dude, that's exciting for me. When it's like, yeah, I know you. And then it's like, you ever seen that trick play like a football? And it's like, you, the, the enemy knows what you're about to do. And then all of a sudden, you pull a trick out of your back pocket. And you're like, boom, gotcha, touchdown, war eagle, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Thank you, my only fan. Me and her are like best friends now. But I love what he said. But the scripture also says. See, here's the thing. Every, every one of us have a little bit of maybe a hang-up, a hurt, a habit. And it, sometimes it feels like we can't conquer it or even get over it. And Satan throws it at you. The next day he throws it at you. And the next day he throws it at you. And the next day he throws it at you. But now what you can start doing, and I just showed it to you in the Bible. And I challenge you to go home and read this right here. Now you can say, well, you know what, buddy? You know what? The, the scripture also says that I am highly favored. That I was created in his image. That he died on the cross for me. I want to challenge you also. Forrest spoke in the first service. He talked on the power of love. It's going to be on our Facebook. Go listen to it. It is a must listen. Phenomenal. I got to sit through it. Very, very blessed to sit through it. Dude, you, you killed it. So, I want to go to my next scripture right here. Psalms. 119, 2 and 3. Joyful are those who obey the laws and search for his heart. So, you're searching for his heart. You're desiring. You need him. You want him. See, now you know a little bit about the book. Satan throws something in your face. You can throw it right back at him. Because, see, here's the thing. Jesus already won. So, when you use his passcode, Satan's got nothing on you. Joyful are those who obey his laws and search for him with all their heart. They do not compromise with evil, for they walk only in his path. So my question to you today, church, is does your path reflect his path? I was thinking about this. I was reading on this, and I was like, okay, God, what, I, don't, I don't understand what you mean. Does my path reflect your path? You ever use the GPS? Or maybe if you're like my generation, you might use uh, iMaps or whatever it is on the cell phone now. And you know the destination. You know where you're going. Jesus knew what was coming. Like it says back in verse 1, he was led by the Spirit. He knew what was coming with Satan. But sometimes we take it into our own hands and maybe we listen to Satan a little bit and we just let him say that. Well, just turn right here. It can still get you to the same place. And it's a little quicker. Oh, yeah, that looks good. That's a good idea. Don't ever tell him that. Give him a big head like he already has one. Satan belongs on your foot. But what you don't know is when you take that left turn, there might be a, a family member that throws something in your face that you did 20 years ago. And now all of a sudden it's been brought to the law. 
and now this side and that side of the family is all against each other, and you're stuck in the middle pulling a rope. See, sometimes when your path reflects his path, and I, ooh, I know it's hard because sometimes I'm like, this GPS has no idea where it's taking me. Samantha took me to uh, Louisiana for my birthday. I've never been there. A um, bunch of one-way streets. I'm from Alabama. I see a yellow line, and the car's supposed to go this way and that way. That's the way it's designed. I get down there, and I, wanna, I, I can see where I'm going. And it's right over there. It's two blocks. We're going to go to this cafe on Domain, whatever it's called. But I got to go right, left, right again, back, left to get on the right one way. Let me tell you this. Sometimes one way is his way, and when your path reflects his path, you'll be taken care of. Sometimes that's hard to say. You know what, God? I don't need to do it my way. I need to do it your way. And my path needs to reflect your path. GPSs are terrible anyway, so, you know, spiritually I just listen to God. He already knows what's going on anyways. So, let's go down here to uh, verse 8 through 10. Next, the devil took him to the peak of a high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms in the world and their glory. I will give it all to you, he said, if you kneel down and worship me. Jesus, get out of here, Satan. I just imagine him just rolling it off his shoulder. Get out of here, Satan. See you. Peace. I don't need you. I don't want you. I already showed you. The scripture says this. I don't care what you tell me. Get out of here, Satan. Jesus told him. For the scripture says you must worship the Lord your God. That's, that's crazy. I was thinking about it. You know, we come up here and we worship. And when I was a kid and I was a teenager, all I thought was worship was this with a song. Jesus, I love you. You're everything I need. You're everything I want. I surrender all to you. But as I grew up and as I learned, when you honor him and you worship him with your finances, you ever tried to out-bless God? Dude, I tried. I failed. I understand. That when I try to outbless God, there's no way in Jose that that's going to catch up with him. He don't need my money, but he wants me. So I learned that when I bless him with my finances, when I worship with my finances, when I worship with my time, when I worship by honoring my wife, by showing her love and grace and love that passes all understanding and everything, that I'm worshiping God. Pastor Keith did a series a few months ago, and he explained what it was to get up and go to work, and that is worship. And he showed it to us in the Bible. I don't remember the name of that series, but I recommend going and digging and finding that because it will change your outlook on going to work. So, with that being said, worship. Worship God. So let me ask you this. Are you, you are his reflection. You could change that up. Are you his reflection? Am I his reflection? Sometimes that drives a little deep. Okay, God, I, I, I can let you tell me which way to go. I can tell you which way to have. I can even go back and let you have my actions and let them reflect you. And 
I'll honor you on Sunday morning. I'll lift my hands up. But when you go out and you go to work and you go out and you go to school, I deal with a bunch of teenagers and all they deal with is, is teachers and bullies. And they're like, I'm showing them Jesus. I, I'm trying to reflect him. I'm trying to let him be on my skin, be Jesus with skin on. I love to say that. Are you Jesus with skin on? Because sometimes that's the only Bible someone that's never opened a Bible will read. And I've learned that sometimes that is harder than it looks. It's not something I want. So are you his reflection? So we're going to throw the next verse up there real quick. I'm about to land this big old plane. Force is doing his little dance in the back. Keep me in line. Proverbs 27, 19. As a face is reflected in the water, so is the heart reflects the real person. The real person. You're a real person. You were created in his image. So let me ask you this. Let's bring it to the 21st century. No one looks in water anymore. Looks down. Wake up in the morning. Get up. Go look in the mirror. You wash your face off. Do you see Jesus' reflection in you? Do you see the passion and the zeal that sometimes I see on teenagers because they haven't been exposed to the world yet? They know all this different stuff, but they ain't been out there. They ain't, my dad used to tell me there's no more love than in these four walls you'll ever experience. Because when you go out there, it's just hate, murder, kill, death, you name it. Satan is all over the place. He is trying to destroy us, trying to wipe us off the earth. Man, when you look at the real person, the heart, the heart is the real person. I examined myself. I said, you know what? Jesus, I, I, don't, I don't think I am. Man, I just went on this 21-day fast. I gave up my coffee creamer. And I told Samantha no when she wanted social media. And I was like, God, you know what? My actions do need to reflect you more. My path can be corrected a little bit better. I can get there. Every day I can open my Bible and read one more scripture and get a little bit more correction from you my heart can desire you a little bit more that way when i wake up the next day i'll be better than yesterday and my reflection will be brighter with you because you'll be in it more and there'll be more of you than less of me and that was a hard answer that i had to realize i'm still working on it i ain't got it all together trust me but i do know who has it all together so I want to go back up to verse 1 real quick. When Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. So let me ask you this. We just went on a 21-day fast. All right? A lot of us, like Pastor Keith just said a minute ago, you don't want to go back. You've heard more from God in this last three weeks than you had all of last year. 2017 is behind us. 2018 is here. 
I can hear him. Every day I wake up, I can hear him. I want to spend time with you, my child. Wake up. Come on, let's talk. Just give me a minute. What I got from verse 1, when Jesus was led by the Spirit, let me tell you this. Now that you can hear God a little bit more, say he's going to come at you a little bit harder. And he wants to lead you down the wrong, wrong road. That's a long, wrong road. That's a tongue tie right there. See, Jesus was led. This is the Son of God that was led to be tempted. He showed us the way to stay out of temptation. So tomorrow morning when you get up and you go into work and you're going to face something that you didn't expect and you were led to work by the Holy Spirit so you could provide for your family when something comes up and you know that's wrong okay Jesus my actions are now going to reflect you okay Jesus what path do I need to take to get this taken care of that way the next morning you can wake up and go okay Jesus your reflection in me is a lot brighter than it was yesterday that's heavy that's hard I mean, it's the last day of the fast. I mean, we're, supposed, we're all supposed to go eat like cheeseburgers and chili cheese fries from Sonic or my personal favorite, Tots. So let me challenge you this. The last few years, I've put this to the test. I fasted and prayed and got a phenomenal wife. I also fasted and prayed for a few other things in my life. And every time I do that, God does not disappoint me. He always shows up and he always shows out in my life. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, there's just two people in here I want to talk to real quick. Maybe you're a firm believer and you say what? You say, you know what, God? I just want to work this a little longer. Look, it's easy to go back to the old ways because that's what you've known. The unknown is what scares you a little bit. If you just let him be your GPS and take you to where he knows you can go and what you can handle, he's got you. Just trust him. There's one other group I want to talk to. Maybe you have no idea who this Jesus Christ is. Maybe you have no idea what I even was talking about. But maybe you're curious. Maybe you say, you know what, God? I want to try this. I see what I see what this young man you're allowing to speak to me just revealed in my heart that there's a void in there. And my actions have nothing to reflect. My path has no path to reflect. I don't even know who I'm reflecting anymore every morning when I wake up and look in the mirror. This is what I want you to do. There's ushers all around. I just want you to take a bold action. Because here's the thing. This is what I've been challenged my whole life. If you can't do it in here, you ain't going to do it out there. Maybe you want to come back to Jesus. And it's been a long time since you talked to him. On the count of three, I just want you to simply just stand up. They're going to slip something into your hand. And we just want to help you take those next steps to letting you discover who Jesus has for you, what he has for you, and what he wants to use you for. Because everyone in here is talented. 
and everyone in here was designed by him. One. You're not doing this alone. Two. Jesus is right here. Three. Just take that challenge. Just take that challenge. As a family, we're just going to pray this. Would you just repeat after me? Dear Jesus, I acknowledge that you are the Son of God. That you were born of a virgin. Lived a sinless life. Died on a cross for all my sins. And on the third day, rose again. Jesus name amen amen you guys are dismissed if you are a first time guest if you'll go out these double doors right here we'd love to meet you and greet you you guys have a wonderful day we love you amen